You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, coming to you from Hogsports Studio at a safe distance, social distancing through this coronavirus pandemic. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, even though we don't technically have any sports, still a lot of recruiting going on, some stuff in the graduate transfer market, and a few other things to talk about. We'll get into that more. Danny West is going to join us as well. All that and more on Hogsports Live. Before we get started, of course, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Always streaming on Facebook Live, hence the name Hog Sports Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already so you're notified anytime we come out with a new show. And, of course, all of our free content, we put all of that on Facebook, just free content on Facebook. So you make sure you want to want to check that out and, and hit the follow button. Also available on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. And throw us a thumbs up if you like the content. And feel free to interact, share the video. All of that stuff certainly helps those algorithms and bumps our channel to the top. Also available on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening, take some time and throw us a five-star review. Say something nice if you like the content and anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite uh, podcast. Also, this is the last day we're doing this. I mentioned this the other day, so I hope a lot of you took advantage of the free VIP day on Hogsports. So all of our VIP content, that not yesterday, but the day before... Was that, the, was that right? Yeah, the day before, uh, you could access all of our VIP, not only our content, but our premium message boards and all the functionality of the site. So I hope a lot of you took advantage of that. I thought that was a, a good day to do that. But I've got to mention now, this is the last day, 75% off an annual VIP membership at Hog Sports. 75% off, okay? Now, the thing of it is, you know, a lot of this stuff that we do as far as our team coverage and stuff like that, most of the stuff that comes out of press conferences, that's our free content. But what is always going to be VIP is our recruiting coverage. Okay. And recruiting has not slowed down. Now they've extended the dead period, but that doesn't count towards phone calls, extending scholarship offers, all the other kinds of communications that you see in recruiting. So right now it's 75% off. And just to break down what that means, it's this is a great deal. We, this is the this is the most we've ever taken off an annual rate. Okay, so seventy five percent off breaks down to seven cents a day, fifty two cents a week, two twenty four a month, two dollars and twenty four cents a month. It's billed at twenty six dollars and eighty five cents for the entire year. There's no promo code. You just hit the link and sign up, and you'll get the deal. So. We think this is a fantastic deal, and especially when things come back around. I mean, sports is going to start up again. So when all this happens, you'll be getting a great deal uh, for just 75% off. And then afterwards, you're you're eligible for other big things. When this you know year passes, like uh, CBS All Access, CBS All Access uh, is commercial-free. It's a $99 annual value, and you get it for as long as you're subscribed to Hog Sports. So, I mean, that pays for it right there. CBS All Access is a great deal. All right, moving on into sports. Vance Jackson jumps on Arkansas. The grad transfer from Pasadena, California, originally from New Mexico. Prior to that, he was at UConn. Actually had a pretty good freshman year at UConn. I'm not sure entirely why he transferred, but ended up averaging 11 points, 5.3 rebounds, 1.3 assists per game this past season. So, 
and and really even have a better sophomore year. So this is a guy. It's thirteen point three points and seven boards per game. Six nine. I think he's two twenty. He's a guard. He can shoot the three. Thirty six percent or so from three point range. So this is a guy. I th- I think it's intriguing. First of all, he wasn't necessarily. He was on our radar, but not like among the top eight guys that we thought Arkansas was you know maybe going to get in the grad transfer market because he'd only been in there 48 hours. He just jumped in. So really intriguing prospect, especially when you think about what's coming back next year. And it's still up in the air on Mason Jones. He has declared for the NBA draft. Basically, you're declaring to test the waters for the NBA draft. That's what that means. He can still come back. And I would expect Isaiah Joe to probably do the same thing and possibly still come back. But say both of those guys do turn pro and and don't come back to Arkansas. You're still getting Connor Vanover back, who's 7'3", can shoot threes. Uh, you're getting this guy, Vance Jackson, in, who's 6'9", and can shoot threes. Uh, J.D. Note added, Bebe added, uh, and then the four guys from the high school rank ranks and uh, and Moses Moody, Moody can really knock them down. I mean, you can put five guys out there next year, depending on what happens uh, with guys coming back, with five guys who can really knock down a three. That's intriguing. You go from being one of the smaller teams in the country, or I should say in the SEC, not in the country, but in the SEC, to probably one of the taller teams. I mean, everything changes adding a 6'9 guard and a 7'3 big man, and they're still out there for more for more, uh, more players. They're, they're going to sign at least one. I, I would expect it to be an, a, a, a big guy, you know. Even though this is a big guy, 6'9, I mean, basically you talk about being positionless, get a 6'9 guy who can shoot threes and put the ball on the floor. I think he has a pretty nice stroke, too. You know, it's he's, he's 36%, 35-point-something percent. So it's not like that's just shooting lights out from beyond the the arc, but it's pretty darn good, especially with it being moved back. You know, I saw I watched his whole video, his highlight video. He's got a nice stroke, and and by that I mean like from a fundamental standpoint, it's uh, it's it's one that's always going to be I think reliable, a reliable steady shooter. He's also put up some huge games. He had a twenty nine point game, a couple of twenty six point games, twenty five point games. You know, some double-doubles where he's getting like 13 rebounds and stuff. So, I think he's a nice addition. We'll see. I mean, we thought Gene Talsilla would be a nice addition last year and really didn't end up playing much. Silla averaged 13 a game uh, before arriving at Arkansas, scored 1,000 points, and just was just couldn't score at Arkansas. This guy, I think he'll score. How much? If he'll average the same amount? I don't know, but – I think he'll score. I want to give Alma Razorback a lot of credit for the work he's done. I mean, he's like staying on top of this transfer stuff. This He's got a list. I think it's 30 names of guys that Arkansas has contacted. And we'll talk with Danny West here in a minute uh, because he spoke with Michael Musselman on Tuesday just kind of talking about their approach in the transfer portal and things like that. But we'll get to Danny in a little bit and talk football recruiting as well. As I mentioned, the dead period has been extended to May 31st. That is when the dead period is supposed to start, basically. So the way the calendar works, you know, we're, we should be on day five of spring football for Arkansas right now. This should be day five. So 
recruits can, you know, are, are supposed to be like visiting Arkansas and, you know, and it's called a quiet period. So they can visit Arkansas, but Arkansas coaches couldn't go out. On April 15th is when the quiet period lifts and it's open season. It's the evaluation period. So that means coaches can go visit prospects twice at their school. You visit with an academic, go watch practice, those types of things, get a better feel for the player. That's been wiped out. So there's no evaluation period this year unless they bump it. And there's nothing to evaluate. It's not like schools are holding spring drills and stuff. So there's nothing really to evaluate. But that's what would be going on uh, up until May 31st. So that's wiped out. And we'll see how things go after that. I mean, coaches are doing what they can right now. Um, They do have a game plan. They're able to – at last check, there were 21 people. 21 players still on campus. And I would assume that's so they can get treatment stuff. You can still do stuff like that. But starting this past, this most recent Monday, coaches were allowed to start having meetings with players where they can go over video two hours per week. Uh, they can go over video. Pittman has said that he has jumped in on every group text. So, like, the cornerbacks have a group text. The linebackers have one. The offensive linemen. So, he's in all of those now. So, he can, you know, jump in and FaceTime or or, or uh, send text messages or whatever, um, you know, in that group thread and be involved. Whereas before he wasn't involved, but now it's it's more important that he is. So they're doing that kind of stuff, and uh, they can't get video from the players, but players can put videos on social media and stuff. There's there's ways around a lot of these rules that they have, um, but they're doing what they can. They meet every day, 9 a.m. and, and 4 p.m. They as a, as a staff, they just get on Zoom and, and meet. Pittman's still going into the office. So they're doing what they can. He wants to be as ready as possible when they say you can pick things up again. So that's where things are. All right, let's get to Danny West now. How far in are we? Uh, 12 minutes. I want to get to Danny and just kind of go over – some of the things going on in recruiting. Trey Biddy. What's up, Danny? How you doing? Doing good, bud. Just trying to get all these new offers lined up here. Try to get organized. Here yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I've been explaining to people. Like, in the wake of no sports, we do still have recruiting. You know, the world stops and you still got to work, Danny. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, awesome. I, you know, it, it is, you know, just like everything right now, there's – discounts on gas there's discounts on everything and we've got a huge discount right now at hog sports for an annual subscription at 75 percent off and uh, i was just explaining to people you just go to the site there's no promo code or anything you just go to the site and sign up and you will you will get the deal and it breaks down i mean it's normally i think 107 dollars and 80 cents for the year subscription i don't know why it's that number but that's the number but with this it's 26 dollars and 85 cents for the whole year 52 cents a week is what that breaks down to. So it's a hell of a deal. I would encourage anybody to sign up and take advantage. I think a lot of people took advantage of our free VIP day and and saw a lot of that stuff. But recruiting continues to go on. And uh, I wanted to start, Danny, you mentioned the – the offer, the lined up offers and stuff, but you guys, you spoke with uh, Michael Musselman earlier this week also. And uh, for those who don't know, he's in charge of, I guess, most of the recruiting stuff for basketball. What, uh, what has been their approach, not only with recruiting, but also the transfer portal? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I thought the transfer portal part was probably the most interesting thing to me. He told me they've always got eyes on it. You know, mm. we, we watch Twitter all day long, and every time there's a new transfer, you hear Arkansas being mentioned as one of the schools that reached out first. So mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, – it couldn't have been a coincidence, right? So we asked right. him about that, and he said, no, we have people that have eyes on it basically 24 hours a day. I think they kind of take shifts and trying to monitor that thing because there is no way of being notified mm-hmm. when, a, when a new kid goes into it, which I think they probably ought to look at at some point. But um, it would be nice to have a little bell that rings or something, right? Yeah, a little you, notification but, bell. Yeah, but as it stands, they have to sit there and literally hit refresh on the page mm-hmm. all day long. And, you know, from covering recruiting, how how bad that can be. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll well, it's, a lot, out, so. it's a lot better than what they had. I mean, they before, oh, yeah. they was just it's like they got to get released by the coach and, and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, I guess Hell it could yeah, always be better. a little better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but they could probably tweak that a little bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting that he was, uh, uh, you know, pretty open and telling us, no, we're actually every time somebody goes in, we're going to hit them up. You know, you you never know until you know, right? Right. And uh, I mean, you can at least make a contact with the kid, and if he's in any amount interested in you, I mm-hmm. mean, now you start following up with his former high school coach, his AAU coach, and start to make those connections. You break down his numbers, as you know they always do with every recruit. So there's there's quite a process involved, and uh, you know it paid off for him yesterday with Vance Jackson. I'm sure you talked about mm-hmm. it, but what a big time get! Yeah, that's a. I thought that was a great get, and not and not really a guy. I mean, he'd only been in the portal for 48 hours, so he made a quick quick decision, and good yeah. for Arkansas for jumping on him quickly. I mean, I would assume with this last spot that they would probably they're going to want to bring in one more, and he's going to be you know more of a a down low presence, I would think. You think so? I, I think. I mean, Jackson's a, technically a guard. I mean, I guess he's positionless. Yeah. That's what that's what uh, Musselman wants, I guess, is positionless players. But I, I just kind of thought that they would they would go big, go rebounding. I don't know. Maybe they'll go. Maybe they go guard. I don't know. What yeah, do you think? Surprise me either way. Uh, matter of fact, best available. The, yeah. Yeah, we just saw the Pittsburgh uh, transfer trade McGowan's. Actually, Pete's got a story yeah. coming on him. Top sure, five. List of five, and, uh, and Arkansas is still alive there. 
I really like that Turner kid at Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's a 6'4", 205 guy, but, man, 18-point-something points a game. Uh, I'd be curious to yeah. see if they can make a run at him and, and, and possibly get him. He's a stud. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, I guess at the same time, you just need to go after the best possible guy you can get. So, sure. Yeah. All right, Danny. So, let's move on to shuffle along to recruiting. What is going on in the world of recruiting? I know you said you were outlining a bunch of new uh, new offers and stuff like that. An unbelievable amount of offers this week mm-hmm. have gone out. I think I'm counting 22, which is ironic because most of these guys are for the 2022 class. Mm-hmm. I think uh, 21 of the 22, it's a lot of 20s going on, 21 of these 22 new offers are for the 22 class. So sophomores, uh, you know, You've heard Sam Pippen talk about it a little bit now. They felt like they were behind in that class. So I think they're trying to make up for it. A lot of linebackers, a lot of defensive backs this week. It's always interesting to me to sit back and see, okay, which group are they going to go after this week? Mm -hmm. You know, Justin Stepp is going to offer 10 new wide receivers every week. (laughs) But uh, outside of that, it's uh, so far this week, it's been linebackers and safeties and a whole bunch of four stars which is okay. You know, a lot of those guys aren't going to be realistic for you in the end, but you, you may not have a chance if you uh, at all, but if you don't offer them, I mean, you got zero chance, right? So you mm-hmm. got to throw out some of these early offers and give it a shot. But yeah, that, that's where it's at so far. Uh, they did offer a quarterback re-offer. I thought was interesting. MJ Morris uh, might be a name to keep an eye on. At, at one point, Arkansas's previous staff offered MJ now the new staff is going back after him. So keep an eye on MJ Morris at quarterback. The content production has not slowed at Hogsports. We we outpaced last March, Danny. We outpaced. Right? Yeah, we outpaced year over year. We put out more content this March than we did last March, and that's just part of you know kind of coming up with things to get creative about. And as you mentioned, you know recruiting doesn't stop. You got a great. Uh, Razorback recruiting notebook that uh, you know just kind of breaks down just all the latest things that you're hearing. Uh, you've been doing recruit of the day stuff, which I think is great. Your last one is you say at horse stand, horse camp, horse camp, Ryan horse, horse camp. camp, horse camp, six four two twenty five pound uh, tight end. It seems like they're very actively uh, after him. But you've got you know what a dozen names in this recruiting update that you did, and there's of course more stuff coming down the pipe. But uh, horse camp is the guy that yep. you did today. I think you also did Caden Salter. And I can't Keytron remember. Jackson. Keytron Jackson started off with started off with Keytron on Monday, I think. But yeah, Ryan, kind of an interesting prospect to me. He plays at a high school that runs the ball. He was telling me like ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So he's not a polished, you know, route runner, that type of tight end. But he's a really physical guy. He takes a lot of pride in blocking, which I think is you know that's what's lacking for a lot of tight ends coming out of high school today. He's kind of the opposite of that, right? Mm-hmm. So. uh Interesting guy. Arkansas offered him, I want to say February 5th, which was really early. Kentucky was the only school that beat Arkansas in terms of Power 5 schools. Uh, beat them by a week. And then Arkansas jumps on board with an offer. This kid knows about the tradition here of tight ends with you know, two Mackey Award winners. I think Arkansas now is one of two schools that can claim two Mackey Award winners. So he's aware of all that. They're going to work their uh, – they're going to work him really hard. I would expect Aaron Outley, the in-state tight end target out of Parkview. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to be talking about for a while. But those are the two 
right now that I've kind of got my eye on. A couple of tight ends in position. this class for sure, right? Got to have them. Yeah, yeah, you got to. You know, you, you move Blaine Toll over to tight end just to try to get you through for the time being. And, mm-hmm. and who knows, that may be a, a something that sticks, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you saw it the night before signing day. You go out and, and find a Colin Sutherland. Now you have to switch Blaine Toll over two freshman tight ends. Yeah, you really need to go out and, and try to uh, replenish that depth in this mm-hmm. next cycle here. Yeah. Because you lose Blake Curran, too. That's a lot of – a lot of people forget that Blake is he's a he's a redshirt senior so yeah. I mean he's going to be getting out of here next year yeah hey Danny have you had a chance to watch the, the scheme on HBO I've not okay but I've heard about it. it's really really interesting and I got to be honest Christian Dawkins the uh, main player who's not even really the main player he's just made out to be the main player according to this um I, I get his his side of things after watching this. I mean, he's a felon and shouldn't be. He shouldn't be a felon. And my my preconceived notions of, Sounds you know, like just game. some, you know, shady AAU behind the scenes guy and not that at all. I mean, this guy's I mean, he's a hustler, but no, he's just a regular I mean, he's a smart guy who you know, has business plans and, you know, there's no – now, obviously shady paying players and stuff, and we can get into the argument of whether or not you should pay players or not. Um, but he – but breaking an NCAA rule is not against the law, right? right? It's not against the law. And, man, breaking this down, like how the FBI came after him and, you know, just the things that they were – you know, according to all this, again, it's a documentary, you know, who knows how slanted it is or something, but um, just the way the FBI came after him and were trying to get him to do things according to this that he didn't really want to do. Like he wasn't interested in, you know, this approach. And, you know, he's, there's wiretaps and all kinds of stuff of him saying, you know, these guys don't get it, you know, and it's like undercover FBI guys like, they want me to do this. I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. And uh, any – but nothing has happened, and you know, to all these coaches, and you exactly. know, listening, Will Wade still got a job. dude, listening to Will Wade and Sean Miller, listening. I mean, we've read the we've read the transcripts before, but like listening to them Until say you it, hear it yet. dude, there is no yeah, way. I had a little bit of fun that they're with not Billy cheating. Hillbody. You know, Billy yeah. covers LSU down there. I'd, we had a few late night exchanges last night, kind of making fun of it all, but. Yeah, I mean that was. Come on now, it was pretty clear. Come what's on, happening there. <laughs> come on now. Talking about how much but, you can offer them, how much you paid players before, and then getting up in front of a camera and the audacity to sit there and say, "I have never spoken with so and so before he's, this," he's and then boom, guns, go man. to the tape. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. And these guys all yeah. have jobs, and nobody cares. I can't. I just can't. And maybe they're waiting for all the FBI stuff to get over with. I don't know, but I just I cannot fathom oh, how man, Will Wade and Sean Miller still have jobs. There. And according to all based protective. based on all this, now who knows what information? You know, sometimes documentaries or you know, I, I was oh, yeah. ready on the making of murderer stuff to get my you know <laughs> whatever my picket thing and free Mr. Stephen Avery or whatever. But who knows what the uh, <laughs> who knows what. Really is happening, but you talk about damning a damning recording. These guys talking to Christian Dawkins. Yeah, I mean, 
And Christian Dawkins is, you know, he did according to all this, he's not taking money from anybody. He's like getting people money. He didn't really have any money aside from the money that the FBI was giving him to spend on stuff. Like other other than that, he wouldn't have had any money. And he's the guy that gets, you know, what, twelve months or something? Got a longer yeah. sentence than anybody. And Will Wade still down there coaching wearing that making shirt millions. Three times three times too big for him. Yeah. He kind of has a weird posture. Like he kind of stands. Yeah, kind of stands like this. Wears his pants too low. You know, guys who wear their pants too low. I guess they just see up top and they think they look taller and they wear their (laughs) pants super low. But from if you see the whole picture, it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) All right. I need to check this out. I need to get on HBO and watch this. I would check it out. Yeah, I I watched. It was over. I think it was like two hours. I watched the whole thing last night and I got in bed like eleven forty three. Um. But I didn't realize what time it was. But it's really interesting. It's just hard to take it. It's it's hard to take it seriously at this point. You know, mm-hmm. when you look around the NCAA and all these, you know what they're up to. You yeah. know what they're doing. And yet, you know, we still watch the games, thinking, ah, everything's fine. It starts off with it's uh, pretty crooked out. It there. starts off with Jerry Tarkanian quote, and Razorback fans know Jerry Tarkanian, obviously UNLV coach forever. Uh, but he said uh, nine out of ten college programs are cheating and the other ones in last place. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that was great. So true. Anything else, Danny, you want to touch on? Oh man, just update this database. I would encourage everybody to take care of take advantage of that uh, promo we've got. I mm. think it's a good time. I know a lot of people may be sitting there. I mean, I could walk around the neighborhood and uh, We've actually got a high school coach, a local high school coach down here. He asked me the other day, he's like, what, are you just on vacation now? Like, what do you do? And I was telling him exactly what you said. At recruiting, I could argue, is busier now than it was prior to the shutdown mm-hmm. because that's all they've got to do at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they can have their little Zoom meetings, but good time to get on there if you're a fan of recruiting and keeping up with all these guys, potential Razorbacks. We're going to have it covered for you. So give it a shot. I think everybody's going to like it. Yep. Thanks, Danny. You got it. All right. That's Danny West joining us again. We'll have this month of April alone, we'll have 185, 200 articles, original, not counting our national desk, which comes out with tons of great ideas. But for me, Danny and Pete together, we'll put together 185, 200 articles this month. So there's plenty of stuff and a couple a day will be VIP articles, mostly on recruiting. So don't think that there's not a lot of stuff going on. And I'll say this also, I'll say this also, one of the best places to be, especially in a time like this when there's so much social distancing, is our premium message board, the Razor's Edge VIP forum. Great discussion just about the past, the future, what people are doing, and not just sports even. I mean, we're talking about food, vacations, just about everything uh, that you can think of off-topic discussions on the Razor's Edge Premium Forum. And again, I hope a lot of you got a look at that when we did our free VIP day. But again, 75% off ends tonight, 10.59 p.m. Central Daylight Time. It ends, 75% off. You can also sign up for a dollar right now for your first month. You can sign up for a dollar for the first month or 75% off the first year. I recommend the 75% off deal. Okay, what we got next? Watch the scheme also on HBO. It is eye-opening. I mean, we knew, but just to see it and hear it and see the interview with Christian Dawkins, who, again, I think got a raw deal. 
Did he break NCAA rules? Absolutely. Is that against the law? No, it's not. I thought this was an interesting article. College football, 20 highest paid coaches. Just in the fact that who's overpaid and who's underpaid. All right, so Dabo Sweeney leads the pack at $9.3 million a year. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Nick Saban's right behind him at 9.1, Ed Orgeron at 8.7. Those are your top three. All those guys are worth it. As crazy as those salaries sound, they're worth it. The guy who's not worth it at number four is Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. And why? Because I think that most of the coaches on this list, this 20 list, could be doing the job that Jim Harbaugh is doing at Michigan so far. He hasn't done anything dramatically special. Has he? I mean, yeah, I mean, you'd take winning, what, 11 games or whatever, but has he done anything at Michigan that other coaches aren't able to do? 8.7, excuse me, $8 million even. Jimbo Fisher overpaid at Texas A&M. He has won a national championship. It wasn't at A&M. They hadn't done anything special in his two years. It's just two years. We'll see where they go. But, you know, this the Jimbo Fisher deal is a product of, you know, having to pay a lot of money for a coach with a big name. That's what that is. And a lot of these are, like Gus Malzahn, number six, number six at $6.9 million, a product of being in a battle to keep your head coach, a battle with Arkansas. That's why he's making $6.9 million, which is way more than he should be getting. Gus Malzahn hadn't won a national championship. Jim Harbaugh hasn't. Overpaid. And Kirby Smart hasn't won a national championship, but he's been – I mean, he's taken Georgia to a next level. So, 6.8, I can see it with Kirby Smart. He's had a lot of success. Tom Herman, $6.7 million. I mean, I understand the head coach at Texas gets a high salary, but, I mean, he's got he's to do something this year or he's done. Jeff Brom at Purdue makes $6.6 million a year. Why? They were worried he would go to Louisville. That's how this market, I mean, so much of this stuff is determined on the possibility of losing your coach. He signed this deal. Last year he went 4-8. and eight. I think they just won seven the year before that. They've declined each, of the, each year that he's been there. $6.6 million. All right, Lincoln Riley's rounds out the top ten at 6.4. Maybe that I would say that's justified. I mean, they've gone to they've been going to college football playoffs. Dan Mullen at six point one at Florida, maybe. I mean, they've won. They've been winning. They haven't taken it to the next next level of greatness, but they've been very very good since he's been there. Ryan Day six million at Ohio State. James Franklin is next. I would say at fourteen, Mike Gundy at five point two five million is a hell of a bargain. Pat Fitzgerald, 5.14. Scott Frost, 5 million. Overrated. Mark Stoops, 5 million. Probably worth it at Kentucky for what they've done. Gary Patterson, 4.9 million. Worth it. Kirk Ferentz, 4.8. Worth it. And number 20, David Shaw, 4.6 million. Probably worth it, too. So that's your top 20 highest paid coaches. To put it in perspective of where Sam Pittman is, number 20 is 4.6. Sam's at 3. Sam is definitely on the bottom end of football coaches in the SEC at $3 million. I'm not sure who else would be down there. We don't know Vanderbilt, their private school. But uh, $3 million is pretty low. You compare it to like Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri making $4 million, which Barry Odom didn't make that. That still shocks me that Drinkwitz makes $4 million a year 
And maybe that just came down to a kind of a bid thing. Next topic. You know what used to always kind of frustrate And I, from a personal standpoint, like just shooting bull with Fred, uh, with Brett Bielema, I liked Brett from a personal standpoint. There were a lot of things that f- were frustrating with, you know, how they ran the program, though, and especially with recruiting, some of the things that just didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but Brett would always kind of slam recruiting rankings. And that was always frustrating to me because I knew the pattern. I knew that all of their early offers were, you know, four-star, five-star recruits, okay? And then they'd go from there and start offering other players that they had evaluated and stuff. And then they would talk like, you know, they did all this and that with their recruiting class and they don't pay attention to recruiting rankings and they don't put much stock into what those guys say, despite the fact that they've got years and years experience. They see these guys up close and personal and the numbers bear out that they do a good job, even though everybody school every school thinks that they're out to get them. But the numbers bear out that they do a good job, especially in basketball, where it's easier to evaluate. Football's a little bit harder. But the same thing with Brett Bielema's class. You know, he'd bring in a class of 25 guys. 13 of those guys may pan out. 12 of them won't. Half, half of them. You miss on half of the guys that you bring in as a college coach. And you're going to slam recruiting rankings because your class isn't rated high enough? I just never cared for that. I like that Sam Pittman – more reference recruiting rankings. I remember Steve Spurrier used to do it a lot. But I don't get, like, kind of saying recruiting rankings are this and that when half of your class is not going to pan out. And then fast forward to the NFL because I, I want to get to this 10 NFL draft bus in the pro football focus college era. So the NFL has more doctors, shrinks, more video footage, all this testing, combines, personal workouts, all of this stuff to go on, and they're still going to draft Mitchell Trubinsky over Deshaun Watson, over Patrick Mahomes. They're still going to do that. They're still going to draft Jamarcus Russell, number one, Ryan Leaf, two, despite all of this stuff. So that's, I mean, I, I think our recruiting ranking guys do a great job, but to act like they don't get it and you do means you don't get it because you're going to miss. College coach is going to miss half the time. These NFL guys are going to miss half the time. Josh Rosen at UCLA hasn't panned out. Cardinals already moved on from him very quickly and going straight to Kyler Murray. Trubinsky, who I mentioned, for obvious reasons, the guys that they just passed over, Solomon Thomas was a Razorback commitment, or excuse me, a Razorback recruit. Ended up going to Stanford, but Arkansas was after him heavily. His sister went to Arkansas. But, um, yeah, Solomon Thomas hasn't necessarily lived up to the hype. John Ross, wide receiver at Washington, the Cincinnati Bengals. Leonard Floyd from Georgia to the Chicago Bears. Eli Apple. I'm not going to go through all these. Marcus Mariota, that would be a name that stands out. The Tennessee Titan just hasn't really – Done a whole lot after winning the Heisman Trophy. Dante Fowler, Kevin White, Eric Flowers. Let's see if there's any other real familiar names. But anyway, a good bit. I mean, there's going to be draft busts every single year. But one that jumps out to me is this uh, Mitch Trubinsky, number two overall in the NFL draft. Passed up Pat Mahomes, who went 10 to KC, and then Deshaun Watson, who went a little bit after that to the Houston Texans. 
Ouch. We're going to get to your questions here in a little bit. So get your questions in now. I want to talk about some of the other stuff we're doing at hogsports.com. I've been going through the 2020 commitments and doing a really long, in-depth breakdown uh, of each prospect, you know, just off film study. And I'll explain how I kind of do things. I've always done this. This is just something nobody ever told me to do this. I, this is just something that I developed. It seemed like a good idea, and I've been doing it for years. But so Dominic Johnson I did yesterday, running back out of Crowley, Texas, 6'1", 230. And so what I'll do is I'll go back and look at other guys that that, that that player reminds me of. And, for example, with Johnson, the first guy that popped in my head was David Williams, listed at 6'1", 229 at Arkansas. Okay, let's go back and look at his highlight video uh, and some other footage from high school. Problem, he's only 205 in high school. Not a good comparison. Next to thinking, Dijon Harris. Johnson could end up playing linebacker possibly. Dijon – uh, you know, carry the ball in a lot of different situations in high school and also play defense. I shut the film off pretty quick on that one. Dijon is just a different – I mean, Dijon is more compact, more of a bowling ball type as a runner versus this kid's more rangy, different type of runner. This guy's also a better runner than Dijon was. Then I thought of Broderick Green and Cody Walker. These guys fit. Both those guys are, you know, 230 pounds, 6'1 or so. And I actually think Dominic Johnson – is a better back than those guys. I, I do think that Broderick maybe ran with a little bit more a better pad level. Uh, with Cody, I, I felt like he was definitely better than Cody in high school. Broderick, you know, a little better, I think. Uh, but with Cody, the thing with, that's different with uh, Dominic Johnson and Cody Walker is like when they cut, Cody really has to gather himself and almost start over. And Dominic can cut, at, you know, pretty close to full speed. I thought he was pretty nifty and nimble. The thing that scares me about Dominic Johnson is he didn't go to any camps. Okay, so you don't have a verified 40 time. And then you have this 11.8400 meter time and a 25 second 200 time, which, you know, the 200 times are kind of slow. So there's nothing to back up his speed. And I don't think he's a, a burner or anything, but he is, he's not slow. I don't, I didn't, I didn't come off watching video of him slow. And he's going 5A competition in Texas. So ultimately, you know, after I do that kind of stuff, and I don't mean to just talk about Dominic Johnson, just kind of my method of breaking this down, I'll go back and look at prospects in the same class who fit that size. Now, this guy's the number 120 ranked running back in the country. And part of that is not doing yourself any favors by going to camps and stuff like that and get some stuff verified. But I looked at Penny Boone, who's 6'2", 225, number 26 ranked running back nationally, and Kendall Milton, who's 6'1 215. Now, none of the backs – ranked ahead of him were six one two thirty. None of them. The closest guy was Tevian Ford at one twelve, who is unsigned, but he was two thirty one at five eleven, more of a bowling ball guy. Didn't really fit the same thing. But I felt like Penny Boone was maybe a little bit more sudden than Dominic. Uh, maybe a little faster also. But I also felt that Dominic was a little more smooth and had a little bit better moves, niftier. And what I love about Dominic is when you do something, when you don't do anything, and somebody's trying to tackle you. So you don't like lower your shoulder, you don't do a move, you don't spin or anything. A defender puts his helmet in your hip, and the guys. I love the running backs that can just keep on going, just keep trucking like nothing happened. Like that guy's not even there, just bounces off of him. I, I love seeing that. Okay. 
And I felt like Dominic Johnson really does that well. So Penny Boone, I actually felt like there were some similarities. I think I would take the suddenness that, that Boone has at 6'2", 225 over Johnson. Uh, and then Kendall Milton, to me, was just – Kendall's on – he's on another level than these two backs, in my opinion. I felt like Kendall Milton reminded me actually a little more of Darren McFadden. Um, so just a, a different kind of back going to Georgia there. So anyway, that's kind of my process when I, I'll break down players. Who does this guy remind me of with full well knowing how that player's career turned out? Let's go back to the high school footage and see who I like better. I think that's a good, a good tactic. I've also done Julius Coates, uh, Kellen Burrell, and Andy Boykin so far, and we'll continue on with those. Just some of the content that we're coming up with. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to your stuff. Third time to start. Yeah, I had to start the video third time. I've got to always remember to record. If I don't remember to record, then I have to download from Facebook. It uses a different type of video, and it just comes out crappy on YouTube. So, and it also chops up the audio when I upload to Apple Podcasts and, and all the other podcasts. Brandon Holly says, Trey, what's the difference between a walk-on and a preferred walk-on in college basketball? So in basketball, I'm not sure exactly when it means they start with basketball. With basketball, a lot of times you'll have tryouts for walk-ons. But with football, and I assume it's very similar, it basically means that if you're a preferred walk-on, we want you to come to camp. So August camp starts, say, August 1st. You're going to come through camp. We can have 110, I believe now is the rule. I think it used to be 105. Maybe it's 110 now. But you can have most of your players there. And then after camp starts, when school begins, is when regular walk-ons would join the team. And that's when you can bump your roster up to 120. So that's all it means is, hey, we want you to come on. Uh, As a walk-on, we want you to join us in fall camp. For football. For basketball, I assume it means something similar. Appreciate all the kind words, everybody. Jeremy Castleman says he loves the show. Jason Downing says no rest for old Danny. No rest. No rest for me. I mean, we've been going at it pretty hard, and it's actually been a little bit more work in a lot of ways, especially since so many other people, you know, don't have work. And a lot of people, you know, are still doing work from home. But there's a lot of people, like my wife, she, she can't work. She's just home, you know. When can you come outside? Let's go ride a bike. I'd love to do all those things, but still got work to do. Trey, I don't get paid until midnight, but I want the deal. How can that work for me? Adam Mills says. Um, I'm not sure when the charge goes through, Adam, but, I mean, if you have a credit card, you can use your credit card. That's credit card or debit card works. So, Jason Downing said you should bring the aviators back for the Corona. I have the aviators. I use these daily. I don't know. I don't use glasses. I actually have 2015 vision in one eye and 2020 in the other for my last checkup. But these are blue blocking glasses and I find it's easier on my eyes. They don't look very good. I'm not a big fan of the frames, but I wear these pretty much all day. I mean, right now I've got lights, lights, I've got a light back here. So I've got a bunch of lights. Is that all my lights? I've got one over there, but I'm not using it. Um, and I've got, you know, these two. I've got a monitor here, a monitor here, and a monitor here. Three monitors staring at me. So I use these. I think it's easier on the eyes. They say it's better for melatonin production, but also 
this is unproven, but they say macular degeneration can occur from too much blue light. I've also heard that two minutes standing outside, you get as much blue light as you would from staring at a screen all day. But um, I'm just erring on the side of caution, I guess. But I wear these all the time. Not for vision, but just for to block out the blue light. But it's Bowling Green, says Jason Downey. Yeah, and there was, uh, I think Rothstein came out with none of the, this wasn't entirely accurate, but none of the non-Power 5 guys that transferred to Power 5 schools who were averaging double figures, averaged double figures at their new school last year. But I don't think that was all true. Lynn Summerlin Bullard, hi, Mom, says best info around. Appreciate you, Mom. All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We didn't get a whole lot of questions today. But there is a lot going on at Hog Sports. Again, sign up for the deal. It's $26.80 for the whole year, 52 cents a week, 7 cents a day, $2.24 a month. Our best deal ever. We've offered some great deals before. We've never offered this one. In fact, I was a little stunned when they told me that, that we were going to do this one. I was like, is that a little too much? I think we could probably do 50% and still come out pretty good. But this is the deal. This is what the marketing guys say will work. So uh, they feel like this is a fantastic deal. There's still a ton of stuff going on and recruiting. There's still a lot of great discussion going on. So sign up right now, 75% off. Go to hawgsports.com. Click join at the top right. No promo code needed. Just sign up and you will get the deal. Promise you're going to enjoy it. Promise you're going to find some value in that for sure. Uh, of course, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always watch on Facebook. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. So it pops up anytime we add free content, which we put all of our free content on Facebook. So all of that comes across our Facebook channel. And of course, you'll be notified anytime these pop up. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload videos there. And share the content with somebody else. Interact with the video. Throw us a thumbs up on both Facebook and YouTube. Throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't mind, take a minute. It really helps. I wouldn't ask this a couple of times a show, but the statistics say the ask helps. So we always ask, and it really benefits us from the algorithms when people are searching for Arkansas Razorbacks and stuff, and they say, hey, this show is rated really high. It, it bumps us up to the top. So please throw us a five-star review if you haven't done so before. We'd really appreciate that and say something nice if you don't mind. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, guys, we'll be back with you Monday with more content. We're not going to slow down to Hog Sports, and uh, we'll help you take advantage of our 75% off deal. So thank you for your questions. Thank you to Danny West for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.